With us today is former Senator Joe Lieberman, a senator for a long time, a common sense person for always, a vice presidential uh, uh, candidate, and uh, so many things, uh, and a member, and a founding member, a member uh, with uh, uh, that group, uh, no labels. Uh, and uh, and uh, Senator, there's so many things happening in this world. Where would you like to begin? John, wherever uh, you want to begin, I'm, I'm just always happy to be with you, and I appreciate the work, uh, good work you do on the air and off. Well, you know, it, uh, it seems like China is uh, at work trying to gain allies uh, and uh, have more people on, on their side. Uh, they have convinced Saudi Arabia uh, to uh, have diplomatic relations with Iran. And I know uh, we, have, we both have a lot of Israeli friends. And what right. do they think about that? Yeah, well, I, so this, this has been an amazing week in uh, Middle Eastern politics. There's a lot of uh, moving parts. It's like a lot of people at a table, maybe a card table, and everybody, obviously, uh, playing their own hand, but it's not a game. It's quite uh, quite serious, and everybody with their own uh, ambitions and intentions and and definitions of what it means to be to win. I mean, just within the last couple of days, you, we've had stories that that are accurate that Israel, Saudi Arabia, and the United States are talking about what would be required for the Saudis to uh, have full diplomatic relations with Israel. And that would build on the Abraham Accords that Israel has with four other Muslim Arab countries. And uh, it, would be, it would be the big one. It would be the game changer because uh, Saudi Arabia is a center of such wealth, mostly from oil, but modernizing their economy. Also, uh, the king of Saudi Arabia is the custodian of the two holy mosques of um, Islam. It's, I mean, to make the comparison, you know, it's like the Vatican or or, uh, or Constantinople, right? Yes, <laughs> Constantinople. So, yeah. Notice I used that term for the city. So, um, uh, it, uh, big developments, and then all of a sudden, uh, really, uh, I, I didn't see it coming, uh, although I knew that the Iraqis, interestingly, were hosting negotiations between um, Iran and Saudi Arabia about somehow getting back together. And then China steps into it. Um, China, which had previously said it was only interested in the Middle East uh, for economic uh, uh, relations, clearly now steps forward as a political player. All this tells us that the U.S. has to stay actively involved in the Middle East. And any thought we, we've had that we could somehow pull away into the Asia-Pacific because of China, uh, it just doesn't go because China's going everywhere else in the world, including uh, the Middle East. The second thing is that the great potential here, if we can realize it, is a full diplomatic relations between Israel and Saudi Arabia. That's a, that's a peacemaking game changer in the Middle East, and, and uh, I hope the U.S. will uh, look to uh, better our relations with Saudi Arabia, give them the confidence uh, to uh, get closer to us again. The Saudi-Iranian renewal of diplomatic relations, I think they both have self-interest today. This is a, a, a kind of a business deal. Saudi Arabia's importance is rising. We, the U.S., better be there 
to protect our interests, uh, both uh, diplomatic, our allies, and economically as well. The truth is, I haven't been as worried as I have uh, lately because there's so many moving parts. You're uh, right. Uh, I mean, Russia and China are, are almost allies, but, but they have uh, uh, China is buying a lot of uh, Russian oil, but at a 30% discount, maybe, maybe more. Uh, right. India is buying a lot of Russian oil at a, at a big discount, too. So right. China is expanding their reach. And it's for their own benefit, which uh, I, I guess they're doing the right thing for their own country. Uh, but uh, uh, I guess with Saudi Arabia, they uh, and Saudi Arabia has uh, ties with Russia too. I mean, uh, is the United States losing grip? Israel obviously trusts us, but we have to say to Saudi and and the Emirates, uh, hey, we're on your side. Uh, we're not kidding ourselves about Iran. They're against us, and they're against you too, Saudi Arabia, incidentally. So I, I think we've got to get back in, because right now your question, John, do people doubt us? In some parts of the world, they do. I think our strength in responding uh, and, and to the Russian invasion of Ukraine probably helped us some, because they, they see we're standing by an ally, Ukraine, against a, 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 an aggressor, Russia. But that's not the end of it. We've, we've got to prove to them where they live and and. and Saudi Arabia in the Middle East, that they can trust us to be their allies. And because the truth is, in my opinion, I spent a lot of time there, both in the Arab world and Israel. The, the major Arab countries there uh, much prefer to have a strong alliance with the USA than with China. They, they really don't trust China. They're, China's a different kind of country than, than we are, and they have a lot of history with us. They don't trust what, uh, what Washington has been lately, too. They don't, and that's the problem. We've got to reassure them. Uh, and uh, I think the, 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 the negotiations over a peace agreement between Saudi Arabia and Israel are a real opportunity for us to prove to the Saudis that we'll stick with them. I mean, one of the things they're asking for is a sort of security guarantee from us, and, and another is... Uh, to not make it so difficult for them to buy uh, weapon systems from us. And uh, a third is to help them with a civilian nuclear program. Well, that's their ask. We, we can give them a lot of that and, uh, and not jeopardize, certainly not ourselves, not our economy, because they want to do business with us, and, not, uh, and I think also improve the security of the Middle East. And we've got to do that um, consulting with our number one ally there, which is Israel, still is Israel, the one country uh, America can count on to be with us in a moment of conflict and crisis. Uh, Senator, we've got a, a minute or so left. Okay. Uh, tell us about No Labels. Uh, uh, you're a member, a founding member of that organization. Yes. They're supposed to put the common sense Democrats, common sense Republicans together. How's it going? Well, it's going well. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't as I guess that from looking at the the kind of back and forth backbiting between the parties. But uh, look at the last uh, couple of years under President Biden, previous under President Trump, some of the major uh, bipartisan accomplishments, and there haven't been too many: the infrastructure bill, the Chips Act, uh, uh, some of the COVID response stuff. All all started out in our um, in our uh, no labels uh, caucuses 
in the House and Senate, the problem solvers in the House, the Common Sense Coalition in the Senate. So we're, we're backing these people who I think are doing what the majority of the American people want. The American people, the majority doesn't want the extremes of the left and the Democratic Party and the right and the Republican Party to dominate because they know when that happens, nothing gets done for our country or for them, for us. They, they want there to be a, a, a government that's moderate and independent where people meet in the middle and try to get something good done. And I feel like we're doing it. John, as you know, maybe we'll come back another time. We're actually exploring no labels is the possibility of qualifying a third uh, presidential ticket uh, in all 50 states on the ballot in 2024 if we feel... Senator, why don't we have a longer discussion on it, (laughs) just on no labels, and uh, I'm sure we're going to be an interesting discussion. Well, we'll leave it at that teaser. Johnny, I wish you a great weekend and all the best to your family, and and, uh, always good to talk to you. Thank you so much. God bless America. Thank you.